Put paste and do 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 like creates. There's so many things I want to see, and me trying to be perfect over here for what? When I can go explore lots of stuff. Like, I want to learn how to skateboard. I want to learn how to climb this rope over here. I want to learn how to read in a different language. I want to learn how to cook this dish. Yeah, I can just drill down on myself until the end of time in a game that does not end. Or I can be free to not achieve mastery at the highest level. It's okay. And I realized I was more curious at that point in my life than I was intent on being perfect. That's on Dia Winslow. If you want to use your personal curiosity for endurance sports gains, then you should listen to this episode of D-Lake Creates. Let's go. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Aaron So, A.K.A. D-Lake. Tips and tactics you could train like a pro. This cast to help you and faster than you could go. All the PRs you could beat, of course, records that comes in your upcoming season. Right. Don't you agree? Endurance sports, a metaphor for life. That's that metaphor, baby. Eating clean so you can rest and sleep all night. Don't master a lot. Don't master a little. Just stay in the middle. Don't master all. Don't master none. Just be, just be a master of some. What is up? I'm Darren, your host of D-Lit Creates, running for Masters of Some. The internet's most exciting endurance sports podcast. Through self-improvement, we help serious endurance athletes master some of their health, some of their fitness, and even some of their life, because it's all the same. And in being your host, you can trust me because I'm a lifelong endurance athlete that's ran a sub three hour marathon, completed an Ironman triathlon in 10 hours, and currently trying to break 16 minutes in the 5K. So I'd say I know a thing or two about most of the things that we talk about. Quick warning, we use some adult language and cuss a bit. Be mindful who is around when you listen. In this episode, we focus on curiosity around health, fitness, career, and life. Andia is a true master of some. She calls herself an adventurer, but in the past, I would call myself an athlete, an activist, an artist, an actor, because there were so many things and I never wanted to limit myself by a definition, by a noun. You know, I got lots of nouns. She's an award-winning international voiceover artist voicing the epically famous Nike commercial from 2019 titled Never Stop Winning for the USA Women's National World Cup team. On top of all those things, she's a USA Olympic-level track and field athlete, run coach, professional golfer, and master certified professional coach. Without further babbling, let's get on to the conversation. Warm-up complete. I'm a master certified personal trainer. I've been certified across several bodies, uh... NASM, ISSA, Orthokinetics, all the fitness uh, equipment brands. Um, I guess I would call myself a fitness industry thought leader. At this point, I'm not working one-to-one or group lessons with clients in person, but I am doing a lot of consulting for brands, whether that be corporate programming or uh, product ideation, which I find very, very intriguing and fun. So I get to use my brain and the creative part as well. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. You, I, I'm just like, how did you find the time to do all this? Um, it, it absolutely amazes me, your, your, your life trajectory, which we'll get into in a second. I want to go deep. So tell me a story about your biggest fitness and health failure that's potentially led to success. I would say it was a sport failure that led to fitness and health. I played professional golf. I turned pro during a down economy. There was no sponsorship money. It was very difficult. I was working, you know, four and five odd jobs to pay for tournament entry fees and facilities fees and coaching. It was very, very tough. And mentally, if you know anything about golf, you know that golf is 80% mental. At some level, at the highest level, everyone has the same technical skill. I'm an athlete. I'm able to rebound this and that, but I just mentally wasn't in it because I'd be over a putt. Like, if I don't make this, I can't pay rent. 
Mm. So it was very, very difficult. Um, it's very isolated experience. Um, face all kinds of stuff. And so to not make it on the big tour full time was a failure to me in my mind because growing up, I thought that was my profession. Um, then I was in a position to be a caretaker for my grandfather who was terminally ill. And since I had the only non-traditional job in my family, everyone's like, you go take care of him. He's in hospice at home. He's got cancer. He's, he's on his deathbed. Doctors are like, he's got three weeks. So I went to take care of this man, my grandfather, who I, whom I love. And I think my energy kept him alive for a year. So it wasn't three weeks, it was a year. So this failure of not making it full-time on the tour and having no money to compete led me to become a caretaker, which led me to get into the fitness world in a more um, robust capacity. So the failure of not making it in one area uh, led to success in another, and I think purpose in another, in another uh, realm. Wow, that, that's, that's a beautiful story. Um, obviously, I did not know that. Tell me about the, the purpose side of things. Uh, I think when you have to care for someone who's dying, when you see, you know, when you see the spectrum from life to death, you, first of all, we need to respect caretakers in a different way than we currently do. Caretakers are heroes and heroines in their own regard. To be a full-time caretaker for someone who's dying or sick or a parent even, that's a tough job. That is the ultimate job. To bring someone into life, like you have with your 15-month-old child, and to bring someone to death is a pretty hard task. So I think I learned a lot. It revealed a lot about my character, what I could and could not do, what I was and was not capable of. I learned, I learned how to ask for help. I learned to not be such a perfectionist. I learned about the value of life and what was important and what wasn't. Um, I forgot the question. Uh, <laughs> uh, I love that. I love it. You're answering a question. You're like, I forgot the question. That's so good. Uh, purpose. It was purpose. Well, okay. Purpose. Um, let me yeah. let me take one thing out of that, um, which I think is quite interesting. You said you learned not to be a perfectionist. So, mm-hmm. would you say? And I'm not putting words in your mouth. Um, feel free to disagree. Would you say that your ability to learn not to be a perfectionist? has spawned you into this world of being a master of some, um, which is, you know, someone that's a, a generalist. And I'm always saying generalist because that's what people would call someone that has all these different uh, high-end skill sets, highly refined skill sets. Um, so, yeah, would you would you say that you're – is that true or no? True or false? Uh, nah, uh, no, it was more like there's so many things I want to see and me trying to be perfect over here for what? when I can go explore lots of stuff. Like, I want to learn how to skateboard. I want to learn how to climb this rope over here. I want to learn how to read in a different language. I want to learn how to cook this dish. Yeah, I can just drill down on myself until the end of time in a game that does not end. I'm not saying golf is the game, but, like, the game of whatever perfection you're focused on. Or I can be free to move on, to not close that loop, to not achieve mastery at the highest level. It's okay. And I realized I was more curious at that point in my life than I was intent on being perfect. And the curiosity was what led the adventure, not the perfectionism, which it was in my youth. Mm, well said. Well said. All right. So tell me uh, a story. Just give me some, some, some bullets. What have you struggled with most from an artistic, and I'd say voiceover or modeling, I'll put that all in artistic point of view, and how are you dealing with it? So voiceover is a craft. There's different types of, there are different genres within voiceover. And I vacillate between. So I do commercial voiceover. I also do 
you know, narrative, like narrating long form content. Um, I do animation. I do, you know, video games. And so those are all very, very different enterprises. And so I think to switch between, it's like code switching, it's to switch between those different worlds. Code, so we can think language and switching. So going back and forth between one language and another. And give someone else's project my passion. And then five minutes later, switch to something else that's flat and, you know, e-learning. That's been hard because I think at times I finish my day of recording in the booth and I'm like, I have nothing left because I had to switch so much. It's like your energy is a bank account, right? And every time you take a creative leap, you're withdrawing from that bank account. So by the end of the day, my creative bank account is done. There's nothing left because I've given it all to my clients, which means often there's nothing left for me. So that's been a difficult thing. What things do you want to do that you're not able to do creatively because your bank account is now low? I like that analogy. Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, like, I've got some some art, some film projects I want to work on with, with friends, um, you know, stuff I need to write. I'm, I've been writing a, several books, actually, simultaneously, and I just can't get past certain places because I just am tired at the end. And folks say, well, you have a non-traditional job, you're working from home, you don't have the stressors of going to the office, but they don't realize that a booth recording day could be 6 a.m. to midnight with breaks in between. And when you expend creative energy, you can be wasted. You know, it's, it's not, I'm not doing physical labor, manual labor in the sun, but it's also tiring in a, dif- a different way. And as a creative, as a creator, you have to find ways to replenish that. And during a pandemic, I'm like, how do I replenish my creative store when I can't go outside and I can't be around people and I can't people watch? I don't know. You know, finding that balance has been intriguing. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. Um, thank you for giving me your energy today. Um, I really appreciate that. That was one thing I, I know that your time is very valuable. And um, I, I you know, I'm being selfish. I just wanted to just talk to you because I feel like I'm hanging out with you. Um, so <laughs> I, you're just one of those people. Where I'm like, I know there's so much goodness behind you and so many interesting things. You sound like me. You obviously don't look like me, but, uh, you know, like I'm like, oh, that's a black woman doing all the weird shit that I do that's not stereotypical black. <laughs> like, I got to fucking like talk to her. Yeah. You know? Like, I got to like have a conversation. You're basically the same person, basically. Yeah. Just yeah. a couple time zones apart. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the movie Forrest Gump? Of course. Add break. This episode was brought to you by me, D-Lake Coaching. We show you as you get older how to perform better in health, fitness, wellness, endurance sports, and life. We're all getting older, so rather than being like most humans on the earth and declining, why not be better, stronger, smarter, faster, and more wise than the 10 years ago version of yourself? Our NLP-trained coaching experience will help you live your best life through habits and intentional decision-making. Go to delatecreates.com slash coach or email us talk at delatecreates.com, spelled the normal way, to book a free consultation call today. And back to the show. Have you seen the movie Forrest Gump? Of course. Okay. Like, you, you've you done, you know, I don't know, Forrest Gump, every time uh, I watch Forrest Gump, I'm like, this has done so much shit, like, in his whole life. Like, it is craziness. And I know it's a movie, but it's always, anyone that has done a lot of things, I'm always like, oh, my God, you live a Forrest Gump life. So, tell me how uh, all this 
happened. So you graduated from Yale, which is amazing, Ivy League. What you major in? Um, then you went to Olympic level track and field. I probably got the order wrong. Pro golfing career, maybe that came first. I don't know. You're a published author. What books did you write? Philanthropy work. Who are you giving money to? Who are you helping? Voiceover career. <laughs> Obviously, that's how I met you. Modeling. And then yoga personal trainer. U.S. Winter Olympic skeleton. Yeah, that that was. Those were some things that I did. <laughs> really, I mean, the thing is. A lot of the things are just, uh, it's just curiosity. I'm a very curious person. And then growing up, we were exposed to so much. We, My brother and I were raised in Seattle. We were born in Alaska. Uh, Seattle childhood for us was, you know, an, uh, a focus on conservation and growing your own vegetables and being out in nature and being a steward of animals. So we were really into that. You know, we'd go to museums and art galleries. We live near Jacob Lawrence. Google that. And we'd go to the grocery store and walk with Jacob Lawrence to the grocery store. You know, Bill Russell was a mentor. So Google that. So I've really won the lottery in terms of where I was raised and who I was raised by and the people who were in my orbit because I would say those elders and those community members really shaped me and shaped how I saw the world. Basically, I think to synthesize it all, my parents taught me to believe that I could do anything and I believe them. And that's why... I do the things I do because I'm curious. And that's it. You're the second person in two days to say that. My other friend was um, a really good friend. He's like, I'm very curious about a lot of different things. And I just want to see what's going on. And um, mm -hmm. that, that, that makes total sense. So how has your strength, yoga, and calisthenics practice um, helped your artistic life? And your artistic life is your work. If there was no movement, I would not be able to do anything. I am a very movement-oriented person. If I'm not moving, I'm depressed. So if I'm not outside, I'm also depressed. So moving outside, those two things combined, oh my gosh, then I'm just like, you know, on cloud nine, I'm, I'm getting high <laughs> off of life, right? So I think that for me, and I'm very acutely aware of this, and I have been for many, many years, I'm talking 20 years. So I start my day, before I even get out of the bed, with kind of like a body scan. Like I work my way from my head to my my toes to my head I flex my muscles I let them go you know there's another thing I do it's called open focus where you basically it's a creative brain and technical brain synchrony drill um, it's used to like relax your mind and establish your heart rate I do that um, if I'm having a creative block I will do push-ups every time I finish an audition I do push-ups uh, when I when I go through a roster of emails that I've been waiting to get done and I complete them, I do some squats. So I have these interstitial moments throughout the day, throughout the business day that I do to keep myself like kind of amped up. It's like, okay, we got this, you know, give me 10. And that makes me feel amped up, pumped up to continue to the next one, um, however mundane it may be. So, and then of course I've got to take breaks for, for lunch and I usually ride my bike or go in the pool and swim. But anything to get my heart rate up kind of gets my brain revved up. And there, you know, there have been longitudinal studies about brain-body synchrony and impact of movement. So I'm a very big proponent of that. And if I didn't do that, I would be a cuddle puddle on the floor with my dog, just sad. And we don't <laughs> want that. that. That's really interesting. I, I, I'm, I move a lot throughout the day. I do a lot of um, active commuting. I, I am always, and I, I run commute now, so I figured out I've hacked the whole run commuting thing. I got a little run run stroller with my, my baby, um, so I literally run him to a daycare. 
But uh, I never thought, because I'm so active throughout the day, you know, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm good. And then even lunch, you know, I try to do it most days. Some things I don't, but I do a, um, a kind of air squats, like really simple stuff. I do stretching. I do meditating. So in my head, I'm like, yo, I'm mad active. But I never thought about finishing tasks and then doing like these these little micro workouts, like and proper yeah. ones. Like that, that's dope because it'll, like, ch- it'll change your life. Change your life. I, I will do. You know what? And I, I'll get more. More reps in, you know, and those reps compound over yeah. over weeks. So they do, they I'm, do. I'm down, I'm down. But it also makes you slow down. I think that's the other thing too. It's like you, if you don't take a break from your computer, then you will stay on there for four or five hours, and that's not healthy for your brain, for your eyes, your mood. So those those moments of movement really kind of get me to slow down. You know, a proper push up. I'm talking about nose to the ground, full extension, slow, controlled. It gets me to like, okay, we're a human being. We're being here. We're being more being it helps that's great yeah and you've got great form uh hopefully in whatever marketing material i put out in this episode i'm going to show uh some videos and your your form and your you, wow it is phenomenal you're extremely you're very strong for for a human being so um i could i i'm imagining you going slow and whenever i see your tutorial videos you like explain it very well and also I, sorry i'm just gonna give you more props the way you explain how to do these workouts, like that one home workout one, I forgot um, where it was, but you reposted it on LinkedIn right when the pandemic happened. Um, like your, your performance is phenomenal. Like your presentation skills. Like I just, I'm, I'm now like fanning out on you right now because, <laughs> but like for you to do that while doing those work, like, holy shit. Do, do you practice that? Like, how did you like, did, uh, or is it just natural? You can just do that off the top of your head. I think that's just, I know, I know my stuff. So that's helpful. And I really want people to get it. So I don't think I'm thinking about performance and presentation as much as I am. How do I translate this data in a way that everyone, regardless of understanding of the terms or, you know, experience with fitness, how can I explain so they can get it? I want everyone to get this simultaneously because everyone deserves to be well. So how can I, my, my best work is when people get it, which means simplify it, maybe add some color, maybe add a, it's storytelling is what it is. That's what it is. It's storytelling. And I'm a storyteller professionally, creatively, socially, that's what I do. So how can we get this information is kind of boring, kind of clinical. How do we get it to the people in a way that like, oh, yeah, I get that. Oh, I can do that. Oh, I have access to that. And that's my goal, really, as a storyteller, as a you know, fitness professional, as a coach, as a voiceover actor. How do I encourage this person to move or buy or do or think? That's my task. That is a soundbite and a half. That's uh, that's so quotable. All right, so you're a master of some, right? Boom. All right, someone like yourself, who's who's a generalist, who does a lot, who's a jack of all trades. People get overwhelmed with, you know, all the strength routines that are out there, all the different ways of getting fit, all the stretching advice, supplements, how to meditate, you know, mental, uh, mental self care, all that stuff, right? There's a lot of that out there. So how does how does a master of some, someone that does a lot, um, like yourself? cut through that and find the most essential thing to help you live your best life. Okay. So this is, this goes back to our conversation about simplicity and closing loops and things like that. The human body is not really changed, right? So all these fads and gimmicks are really not necessary in order to keep myself unfrazzled. I have to simplify and that's simplifying and, sequencing and work and fitness and all that. So I focus on simple stuff, calisthenics, because that's the underlying thread through every workout. 
right? It's foundational movement. It's just like uh, seven seven mo- patterns of movement. You know, you got your walk and you got you got gait, you've got lunge, uh, push, pull, things like that. I keep it simple like that. Core work is important. Stretching work is important. Resistance training is important. You don't need a whole bunch of extra stuff. Your body can be your own gym. Your body can be your own resistance. Uh, odd objects around the home. There's never an excuse not to do it. It can happen at any time. Simplicity. Simplicity is what I do. If I have any tools, the only tools I travel with really would probably be a jump rope, maybe a TheraBand to work on ankle mobility, and maybe a towel. You know, when you get to a certain age, you realize bulk is not the thing. And I've, I'm, I'm an ectomorph, so I'm never going to be bulky. But leanness, suppleness, agility, and in maximal power, you can achieve those things without having an Olympic rack. You can achieve those, those things without having someone helping you squat things down. You know, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. And also, I don't want to be hurt. All the stunts you see on IG and social media, all these workouts that are crazy, and it's not necessary. Simplicity. And when I am simple in my workouts and my approach, I don't get injured. I feel spry. I feel light. I feel responsive. And that's what's worked best for me in physical stuff and in business stuff and mental stuff. Next section. The main set finished. Let's get to know Andia a bit more with a fun cool-down segment called... The Five, five Furious... Fast and Furious... Fantasy. I'll be up in the gym just working on my fitness... Fitness. Facts. Five Fast and Furious Fitness Facts. That's five Fs, too. I really like that. Uh, A.K.A. Get to know your local corner store master of some. Because, you know, we're just hanging out at the corner store. And you're like, I want to know more about you. This is what this this podcast uh, segment is for. Two words or less. When you think of the word stretch, when I say stretch, what do you think of? Pre-post. Pre-post. Strength. Mental, physical. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Supplements. Eat from the earth. Eat from the earth. That's four. Earth eat. <laughs> <laughs> the two words is just, it's just a, it, it's a frame. <laughs> uh, mental self-care. Take a hike. Take a hike. All right. Uh, you can't go outside ever again. Oh, gosh. To, unless, what is it? Unless you have to pick a favorite activity. What is it? Oh, Shiza. Favorite activity? I got lots of fair. Come on, that's not a. You can't even. You got, that's not. You gotta fair. pick. You gotta pick one, or you can't go outside ever. You just gotta pick one. Favorite one favorite activity. Yeah, it's your favorite one of all times. Because you, you cannot go outside ever. Uh, if you don't pick it, you can never go outside. But this is the only one you'll ever be able to do. See, it's a terrible <laughs> situation. Okay, okay, okay. This regard. This regarding people and humanity, especially during these times, breaking bread with family and friends. You know, sitting around a table with a whole bunch of friends, a whole bunch of family, eating good food, you know, yucking it up, laughing, and then everyone sits on the couch and has itis after. That's my favorite. The what? The itis. That's what you call it when you get sleepy after a big meal. That's beautiful. I like that. That That's, yeah. I, I'll have to second that, definitely. Um, yeah. As much as I want to say running or cycling, it's like... Yeah, man. When you're around people that you love, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. All right. Can't go outside ever. Pick one. Modeling, voiceover, or personal trainer? Oh, that's tough. Okay. Can I tell you a story? 
I love stories. Yes, please, more. I got into voiceover because of sports training. So I guess they're like combined for me. They're the same. Uh, I was coaching runners for the New York City Marathon, and someone in the room was an agent, and they're like, you should think about voiceover. You have a really interesting story, uh, storytelling voice, and you're really great at narrative and building a world, and you got a really nice voice. And so I, I said, okay. And then I got some lessons, and the coach did the same thing. She's like, you need to not recreate. You need to take this seriously. Hemmed and hawed, didn't really. But then one of my first jobs, I saw that check, and I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How do I get set up? <laughs> So it really is the same. It's like motivating people, like I said before, to do, to buy, to feel, to not do. You're, you're, when you're coaching someone to run a marathon, you're telling, helping them tell a very long story with their bodies. When you're doing voiceover, you're telling them to do something, you know, as I mentioned before. Move, buy, not move, be moved, learn, think. So I'm motivating. That's what I do. I motivate. If you want to find out more about India Winslow on a personal level, listen to part two of this series, Google her, or check out the show notes. And as always, if you want to perform better as you age, don't master a lot, don't master a little, just stay in the middle. Don't master all, don't master none, just be a master of some. Add break. Is the health and fitness internet too much sometimes? Too many conflicting articles and videos that confuse you on how to train and eat right? Or you don't have time to just read and watch everything about, I don't know, the new trends on carb cycling for trail running. Don't worry, we'll take care of all that for you. Sign up for our free email newsletter, Three Thing Thursday. We'll put three perfectly curated and created things in your inbox for better living and training. Go to delaycreates.com slash TTT. We do the hard, time-consuming work and scour the health and fitness internet's deepest and darkest corners. This is so that every Thursday, you have a piping hot new email with the latest and coolest tips, tricks, tools, tactics, and skills. All so that you can train and live consistently to do dope shit in your next endurance event. If you sign up now, you can receive my quick guide on how to get healthy, stay fit, and use data to create habits that last a lifetime. That's delatecreates.com slash TTT to be inspired and motivated on the regular. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of, so we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow Delay Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. The more people that hear about us, the doper stuff we can do to then help other people. And if that virtuous cycle continues forever, we would always be grateful to you. 
If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode of hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk at delaycreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram at delaycreates, or you can hit us up wherever you can find us. Last, this episode of music were created and produced by Podpaste and myself. So if you like any of the music, you can add it to your device playlist by going to delaycreates.com forward slash music. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace.